Hello and welcome to episode 189 of the Punter Podcast. I'm Chris Barnett. The final day of Cheltenham 2023 see this prestigious Boodles Gold Cup as the feature race. Today we hear from owner Robert Whaley-Cohen, who runs his Grand National Hero Noble Yates in the feature, as well as Chris Giles, who runs Stay Away Faye in the Albert Bartlett Hurdle. City AM Racing editor Bill Esdale joins us once again to preview all of the action on Gold Cup Day at Cheltenham 2023. Well, Bill Esdale joins us from the course at Cheltenham once again. On Friday, we've got the Gold Cup. It's a fantastic race, as it always is. We've got a new course. They race on Thursday and Friday on the new course, Bill. And and the rain has been coming in, you're saying, from uh, Wednesday to Thursday as we record this podcast. That could just change everything again, again by Friday, couldn't it? Yeah, if it carries on raining. I mean, the forecast is, is, isn't as bad as it was going to be for Thursday into Friday. Um, but you just don't know this place. It can change very quickly. Um, they're calling it soft, good to soft in places. This is Thursday. Uh, they get the showers that materialise, it'll lean towards soft. If not, we might have good to soft on Gold Cup Day. But I'm working on the basis of good to soft, soft ground on, on, on Friday, not terrible ground. Mm. I think we're going to have to sort of change the rules of instead of having the English against the Irish trainers, maybe we could make it the owners because Tony Bloom had a winner, but that went over to Ireland. Simon Manier had a winner, that went over to Ireland. The Irish are just dominating training-wise. Yeah, I mean, it's at the time of recording, it's 10-4 to Ireland with Thursday to come. And Friday, which we're about to talk about, was the day they won 7-0 last year. So um, it doesn't look great. I mean, I, I still fancy some English horses and you've got to not lose your faith totally. But it's it's hard work. We are pushing boulders up hills at the moment, I'm afraid. But it's one of those things. Does it really matter? where the horses train for the industry when it comes to Cheltenham and the Aintrees of the world? Or is it a big thing? Can it be a big thing in the future? If, you know, like Nicky Henderson doesn't have a winner, if Paul Nichols doesn't have a winner, if Alan King doesn't have a winner, is, is this a problem? Well, it's, it's just the quality of the horses. The horses are uh, the best horses going to Ireland. And we've seen that particularly in the Novice Hurdle Division. You know, in, mm. in Rare Edition Supreme, the first eight home, were Irish. We saw the Irish Willie Mullins dominate the, the, the Ballymore on Wednesday with a 1-2-3. And, you know, we haven't seen Thursday's racing yet, but I fancy a horse like you wear it well for Jamie Snowden and the Mayor's Novices and felt that it would be a lot shorter than 10-1 to 1, and here we are, it's 12-1. Because, you know, suddenly the Hermes Allen form that looks so good doesn't look so good anymore. So it just gets you scratching your head a bit as to the quality of the uh, home train novices. Well, onwards and upwards, perhaps. We'll have a look at Friday's card now. Although, <laughs> looking at the, the first race, which is the JCB Triumph Hurdle at one thirty over two miles in the furlong with 15. I don't think there's any point in the Brits turning up, to be honest. We've got Lossy Mouth in there for Willie Mullins, Blood Destiny for Willie Mullins, and Gala Marceau. Guess what? For Willie Mullins. Now, these are just winning machines, aren't they? Blood Destiny's won two or three. Lossy Mouth has won three of four, was behind Gala Marceau as well when beaten. Um, she's gone and won, I don't know, four, three of her four races as well. It's it's just incredible. And then we've got Zenta in there. It's another Woody Mullins horse. And the first British trainer horse is Gary Moore's Jupiter Dejit, who finished 29 lengths in sixth 
on its most recent run at Cheltenham. It's not looking very good, is it, really? No, well, we thought at one point there wouldn't be a, a UK-trained horse in the um, Triumph, so <laughs> it's 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 a it's a, it's almost a certain Irish victory. William Allen's got seven runners in the race, including the top four in the betting, as it suggests. So it would be long odds on that he'll have the first three home, um, and they're likely to be the three at the top of the market: Lossy Mouth, Blood Destiny, and Gala Masso. The Phillies, Lossy Mouth, and Gala Masso are the two who have kind of headed the list for a, a long time. Uh, they get seven pounds in this. Uh, Lossy Mouth was the very unlucky loser at the Dublin Racing Festival when a stablemate fell in her lap and she got shuffled back and couldn't reel in Gala Marceau. Um, so I think the vibe is that she's the best of the Mullins camp. She's the choice of Paul Townend. Uh, Blood Destiny looks a bigger, stronger national hunt type, probably better suited to the new course that he'll get here, proper stayer. The ground deteriorates and the rain does come. I expect him to probably use up Lossy Mouth as favourite, but if it's decent, good to soft, softish ground, Lossy Mouth should remain favourite. It's a bit of a coin toss between the pair. Gala Masso is very keen. She wears a hood for the first time. Uh, her, the inability to settle her in a race like this is, a, is the key, actually, because she just might not get home. Getting up the Cheltenham Hill will be a bit of a worry for her. Um, so she's probably my least favourite of the three. And I expect Lossy Mouth to be ridden. I'm going to say better, but that's unkind. Closer up to the to the, to the the front. And, and uh, I'd be very surprised if Lossy Mouth doesn't win. Looks like the Irish have got it dominating then in the triumph on Friday, the first race of the day. Ten past two, the second race, is the, uh, the county handicap hurdle. County hurdle, 26 runners, two miles in the furlong. And again, the Irish are dominating and finally... Bay is the likely favourite here. Emmett Mullins, the horse that was second at Newbury to Akun Risk in the Betfair hurdle. He looks like he's going to be the favourite of fame and glory gelding here. We've got Hunter's Yarn from Willie Mullins Yard in the Simon Manier colours, who at least have had some winners this week. Another fame and glory offspring. And uh, he's won his last two races at Nace and Navan. Jar Jar's in there as well for Mullins and Rich Ritchie. And Gene Coco. Gets Harry Fry on the map here somehow at uh, right about nine to one. A horse that finished second to I like to move it at Cheltenham back in November. We haven't seen him uh, since then. It's 124 days since Gene Coco appeared. Pembroke's in there as well for Dan Skelton. And Pipe Piper looked uh, so good last year for Gordon Elliott. And how did the county look for you, Bill? Yeah, well, it's, it's I mean, the top two in the market look the obvious two, Filey Bay bumped into one at Newbury and a walk of risk. And- Hunter's Yarn is, is following the, the route that State Man, yeah, the classy novice run, running in this race that, that the Mullins camp pulled off last year. They're four and five to one at the top of the market. They look the obvious ones. Um, I'm a big fan of Charger. Uh, he's the class horse in this race. Um, the Mullins camp have done traditionally well in races like this with classy ones at the top, Arctic Fire. And horses of his ilk um, had great records in this contest. Whether the new course plays to the strengths of Charger, I'm not too sure, but yeah, he's a big enough price, nine to ten to one, to, to warrant taking a chance on him with Patrick Mullins. And the other one I like was Pembroke. You know, that Dan Skelton's won the race three times, well, twice in the past, I think, um, maybe three times. Um, but Pembroke is a horse that didn't get home over the extended two and a half last time. 
much better suited by a fast run two two miles the rain will be a positive it rise for him yeah so i'll go to war with pembroke and charger against the top two in the um county hurdle great stuff 250 we're racing over three miles it's the albert bartlett novices hurdle it's a grade one with 20 runners there was loads and lo- loads and loads for this one. Entered originally 20 of them as the maximum field. Three-card brag has just about gone in there at number 19 for Gordon Elliott in the maximum Neil family colours and how they would so love to have a winner at the Cheltenham Festival. But uh, they may have to go to Ireland with Gordon Elliott to do it. Emmett Mullins has got Corbett's Cross, who's just been purchased by J.P. McManus. Embassy Gardens is a Willie Mullins source. Hidden Valley Lake is a Henry de Bromhead horse, and still the list goes on and on, full of Irish-trained horses. We're going to hear from an owner who's got a horse over here in England with champion trainer Paul Nichols. This is Stay Away Faye, and the owner, of course, is Chris Giles, who's been joining us throughout the week. And uh, this horse has had three runs so far, and on Friday, he steps up in trip. I believe he's, he's a, he clearly has got plenty of stamina, will stay the three miles. But I, you know, I think he's got good sort of battling uh, tactics and or or ba- a battling attitude. So I'm I'm really looking forward to Friday. He won his point to point over three miles in Ireland, and you know we talk about the pronunciation of, of Grenatine and Il Rodoto, your other two horses running at Cheltenham this week, and and a lot of your horses do come from France, but obviously Stay Away Fay came from Ireland. So was that a slightly different tact, or was just an or, a horse that was offered to you that you thought too good to refuse? Well, um, Chris, there's quite a good story behind this one. I, I, it was I bought him, and I can remember exactly when it was. It must have been about the ninth or tenth of December because I'd won the Tingle Creek on the Saturday before. This was, I think, a Thursday or a Friday, probably a Friday. I was having lunch with Paul Nichols uh, and Poppy, his, his partner, myself and Deborah, just to celebrate the, the Tingle Creek as it's a race I'd always yeah. want, wanted to win. And um, Tom Malone came on the phone saying, uh, we've got this lovely horse in Ireland and, and uh, you know we, we shouldn't let it go. And before I knew it, I bought it. So it, it turned into the most expensive lunch ever. But um, <laughs> that that's... that's that's how Stay Away ended up in, in my ownership. But, I, I, you know, I don't regret it. I think he's a great horse. And incidentally, going back to that point-to-point uh, uh, point that he won in, in, in Ireland, the, the horse at Linkstown, the horse he, he beat that day by six lengths, Monty Starr, obviously came out and beat, at the, at the time, the, 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 the favourite, Hidden Valley Lake. Um, and, uh, you know, he was second behind... Uh, stay away in that in that uh, in that in that point to point. So I think there's a good form line there for the mm-hmm. for the uh, the Albert Ball. I mean, Monty Star's currently sort of around about 14s. Hidden Valley Lakes seven to one. We are sort of twenty to one. So um, there's a reasonable form line there, isn't there? Absolutely, and and of course. He's only had two runs apart from the point to point, and he yes. won, won at Newbury, and as you say, was second up at, at Doncaster. So there's loads of potential still to come for a really inexperienced horse still. Yes, I, I, absolutely, Chris. And you know he, he's clearly going to be a, a chaser, and we're, we're looking forward to novice chasing him next season. But uh, you know th- this is this is a race. I, I I think we've got to take on. Um, you know I think if he performs well, that'll be him for the season. You know, and then a nice summer uh, in the West Country, and I, I, he'll be a different horse. He's a he's a lovely la- large horse, very scopy. You can see he's got some filling out to do. 
Um, and, you know, chasing is going to be his game next season. Right, so that's uh, owner Chris Giles talking about stay away Faye, Bill, saying that next year this is a chaser in the making. He's only had three runs so far, steps up to three miles on Friday, uh, inexperienced, so lo- loads of potential still to come. But how did you see the race? Yeah, the ground's going to play a big part in this. If, if conditions continue to kind of dry out a bit, then it plays to Corbett Scross's strengths, who, who looked a really class act over two miles last time. But if it becomes a slog, then three card brag remains the one to to kind of beat. Um, he's a really good stayer. We'll love the, love the cut in the ground if, it, if it's there. And yeah, he's he's top of my shortlist three card brag at the moment. Um, but there's loads of horses at big prices who could who could run really well if if conditions deteriorate. Sandok again is a horse that's desperate for heavy ground. Um, don't rule out search for glory. 28 to 1, four, four or five places with Coral. Um, with David Russell, the conditions became really bad. He could easily hit the frame. But look, at the moment, it's uh, it's between the top two in essence. And I think three car brag is the more confident of the two because I think he'll see out the trip really well and he remains the one to beat. Feature race on Friday, of course, and possibly the week for many people is at 3.30. It's the Boodles Cheltenham Gold Cup. Three miles, two and a half furlongs for the 13 runners. Sees the return of Galapin de Champ stepping up in trip for the first time. That is the big question mark that we're going to ask Bill in a moment. Will he stay? Will he mull his trains? Aplutar is back after being pulled up at Haydock. Certainly not the same animal in the Betfair chase 118 days ago when running back in November. They're behind Protectorat, who's uh, uh, also in this race, of course, for Dan Skelton. We've got Noble yet, so we'll hear about him in a minute. And Brave Man's Game who looked impressive, didn't he, when winning the uh, King George at Kempton over Christmas. But before we get Bill's thoughts on these runners, let's hear from the owner of Noble Yates. That's Robert Whaley-Cohen, who reckons this could be quite an open heat this year. Well, I think it's a, it's a very open uh, open Gold Cup. I think he's entitled to take his chance. And um, we're, I'd say the more I look at the rain and the snow, the more I think his chance is improving because... He, we know he'll he, he'll get three and a quarter miles, three miles, um, two and a half furlongs, even with the three hills of Cheltenham. And I think there has to be a question mark over certainly some of the others. Is is that one of the benefits for you, the positives that horses like Galapin de, de Char and Brave Man's Game, we don't know if they're going to stay. We don't know how good Aplotar now is after his, his Haydock run and, and, and Statler's in there. He probably uh, he, he will stay because he's won over further. But, you know, it, there are many question marks from the other leading contenders this year. There are question marks over everyone, you know. And and, and I have to say, if, if Noble Yates hadn't shown that amazing turn of speed at at, at, at the end of the uh, Many Clouds uh, Grade Two race at, at Aintree, mm. uh, which is a, a, a which was a dead flat race, run properly a little bit too slow for him, you would wonder whether he, uh, the horses that win the national would have the quality to win the Gold Cup. But that day he showed terrific quality, and. Um, uh, I think he, we, it's an unusual combination to have such uh, that ability to show that level of quality at the end of a race and to have the stamina. Of course, you haven't always owned Noble Yates. You bought him in and left him with, with Emmett Mullins. What, what was it that you decided was he would be the horse for you to, to take in your excitement on the race course forward? 
Um, well, it was it was was not actually an incredibly difficult decision, although it was uh, a bit bold um, because the, um, the 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 horse who ran the year before Jet, which Sam had a fantastic spin round over the fences and and, and actually led the um, jumping the third last and over the Melling Road, and then the horse stamina gave out um, and he finished eighth. But the um, he, he was our, our, our prospective uh, runner for, for 2022, mm-hmm. um, but he clearly didn't quite get the trip. And um, he's rated at 147 and he's 11 years old. Uh, and uh, by contrast, Noble Yates is also rated 147, but he's seven years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a reasonable expectation that there was considerable improvement in him, uh, whereas there was no realistic expectation of improvement in uh, in Jet. Um, and t- to be fair, certain amount of uh, the decision-making depended on the obviously very c- uh, clever plot that had been laid by um, his owner, Paul Byrne, and, 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 and Emmett Mullins to, to get to the National, because the, I bought him uh, after entries had closed, um, but before qualifications closed, and, and the race he ran on the February the 5th at Weatherby qualified him because he had to be placed in a uh, run over six fences over chases and that was his sixth right and he had to be placed in a three mile chase which he was mm-hmm. they, they what i'm saying is they were bold enough to pay all the money to enter him in a race for which he was not qualified right and, and, and then got him qualified and i bought him between that day and the day the weights came out and was it a difficult deal because uh, poor burn has some nice horses that the fact that he had a, a horse that could run in the national can't have been easy for him to sell uh, I, I think he, Paul Byrne enjoys selling horses. He sold quite a lot to JP, mm. the, and, and, and um, I think he likes buying them um, with nice pedigrees and lots of potential. And uh, when there was an opportunity to make a really good profit on it, he's happy to take it. Before we talk about the Gold Cup in particular, just you know, I've, I've met you many times. We've spoken many times, and I've interviewed you lots of times on the race course and, and elsewhere too. How exciting, you know, was that Grand National win? I know you've always wanted to win the Gold Cup. You won that with Long Run, with your son riding on board, a brilliant day. Winning the Grand National with a horse that you'd purchased a few months before. You know, just how exhilarating was that experience? Well, winning the Grand National is is is, is unbelievably exciting, and 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 we've been very close because we uh, the the year uh, Long Run won the, the the Cheltenham Gold Cup in 2011. He, we he, we had a horse called Oscar Time, who Sam came second to Bala Briggs on in the Grand National, uh, and we he also came fourth a couple of years later. I've had a fifth with a mare we've now got at home, whose Long Run's older sister called Libertine, uh, and so. Um, and actually, Sam has won, a, uh, prior to that, he won um, six races over, over the Grand National course with of five different horses. So, but, but when somehow the, the Grand National had never come our way. But in, indeed, you had to, you need an enormous amount. You need the right horse, you need, uh, but you need above all else, Lady Luck to be on your side. Yeah. What <laughs> happened in Ortoy? Because it seemed to go quite badly wrong quite early on. We, well, firstly, he had a jockey who never who, who who hadn't ridden him in a race before, in James Reevely, who was incredibly able, but he didn't actually know the horse very well. And I think they just had a disagreement at the, at a rather tricky fence on on the bend, um, and he didn't jump it brilliantly. And uh, James took a view; he was going really badly. He was worried he'd hurt himself, and, and and pulled him up. In fact, he hadn't hurt himself, but that was just one of those blips. That you just say, "Well, I'm sorry that the disagreement between horse and jockey." Yeah. 
can you came back to Wexford in the listed race and and won that, and then you went to win the, the many clouds at Aintree. They they must have been really nice. Uh, well, not much a confidence boost in winning the many clouds. It's a, a great two, isn't it? Well, the the, the the Wexford race was a listed race, yeah. and um, he won that actually really very well. Uh, and, and the principal competition came from from a couple of horses trained by Gordon Elliott, one of which actually uh, didn't, well, they were declared didn't run, and one of which didn't really deliver its full potential, probably. Um, but he won that incredibly well, and we just took the view that if you won a listed race, you're entitled to go and have a go one step up, which is a grade two. Um, so um, we went and we went to, to that. And I have to say, uh, jumping the second last, I thought he was going to be third, and then Sean Bowen um, literally gave him a couple of smacks, and he took off like he was uh, starting at the, the King Stand Stakes, um, and soared straight past the others, and jumped the last at a terrific pace, and, and won going away. Yeah, and tell me about Emmett Mullins, because obviously you bought the horse from Paul Byrne, he was with Emmett Mullins at the time, and the horse stayed there, that would be the first time I imagine... You'd had a horse with Emmett. You've had horses with lots of trainers, including Nicky Henderson, over the years. Um, what does Emmett Mullins bring to the party? A, a great knowledge and expertise, um, and and uh, he's done very well with a with, with a rather small number of horses. Um, and 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 frankly, you, you, I don't think anyone could have done any better than he's done with Noble Yates. And you don't win a Grand National and then say thank you so much for the Grand National, now you're not going to train that horse anymore. You you, 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 you say, you obviously understand this horse, you're doing a very good job with it, and can, can I have some more, please? Plans are, if all goes well, and he comes out of the, the Gold Cup world, to go and, and try and win the, the Grand National again this year at Aintree. That, that's, it's quite a task, isn't it, for a horse? Well, it, it is undoubtedly a task, and, and, and uh, personally... Um, uh, no horse has ever won the Gold Cup after winning the Grand National. But he is a very he he he, he doesn't read the papers, so he doesn't know that. And he's a very young horse. He was only he won the Grand National at the age of seven, and he's improved massively over the summer, as those slow maturing horses often do. He's now still only eight, so pretty much in his prime. And he 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 seems to take his racing pretty well. I mean, he ran eight times last year. That was the the, the, the Grand National was his was his eighth run. Yeah, and. Um, but he'll tell us if the horse is, is if he takes takes so much side of himself running in the, in the Gold Cup and he doesn't isn't coming to hand. Emmett will uh, understand that and and recommend that we don't do it. But if the horse behaves as he um, has done last year, he he will bounce back quickly and be able to uh, be prepared for the for, for the national and and go there and do himself justice. And were you happy with his? Third to a hoy senor at Cheltenham recently on soft ground. You'll be hoping for a bit of rain this week. It looks like it's on its way. I mean, the, 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 that, that race, of course, is only three mile one. I think in another hundred yards, we'd have gone past both a hoy senor and the horse that came second. Noble Yates was giving three pounds to a hoy senor on that occasion and six pounds to the horse that came second. So well, this time we're going to be running at level weights. And I think the, the longer distance, uh, the, the, the weight differential and a whole lot of other factors um, will will uh, all help us a little bit. They're all tiny fractions. You really ever win these races by tiny fractions. That's owner Robert Whaley Cohen, who feels that there's a few little fractions to put them in a positive frame of mind for Noble Yates, who, of course, won the Grand National and will hopefully go back to defend his crown if all goes well on Friday in the Gold Cup. But it's uh, is it all about Gallop and Deschamps, whether he stays or not? Because he jumps for fun, apart from when he fell last year when I, with my money on, of course, in the uh, the Turners. But uh, 
stepping up in trip? That's the big question mark. Yeah, I mean, he looks very classy. There's that one blip on the scorecard when he fell, but had the race in the bag at the time. Um, he jumps better. He settles better. That's key in his races. He, he, he looks the real deal. It's hard to kind of see beyond him. You try and get him beat. You look at the others, but, you know, Aplotar's running on the back of a terrible run at Haydock. We haven't seen him, so there's a massive leap of faith required for him. Brave man's game. You'd have to have more stamina doubts about him. Um, the rain arrives, and it's going to be even more of a negative. So, yeah, you've got galloping against the stayers like Noble Yates and Statler. And look, if he doesn't stay, they'll be there to pick up the pieces. But there's no evidence on, on, on the last run to suggest he wasn't running all the way to the line. Um, look, it'll be interesting to see what he finds between the last and and the line, but he might not even need to find it. He might have just have that cross edge. But, you know, he's he's, he's the most likely winner. I, I, th- I think he'll win. Um, in terms of dangers, I think Protector Act can run well if the, if, the, if the rain comes. And I do think Noby Yates with the cheap pieces back on. There won't be a horse finishing stronger than him. Um, I think he can hit the frame, but the reality is that he'll be chasing Gallup into Sean. I think he's just got that bit of class, and I think he's the Gold Cup winner. Great stuff. Boodle's Gold Cup, 3.30 Friday afternoon at the Cheltenham Festival. Ten past four. It's a whole new world for us there. It's uh, the same trip, three miles, two and a half, but it's the uh, Hunter Chase. And there's 24 going to post in this one. Billaway, obviously, is the name that sticks out. Having got up last year in, in the shadows of the post for Patrick Mullins to win. And Chris's dream from Henry de Bromwell, we've, we've heard of Bob and Coast now with Harry Derham having left his uncle Paul Nichols yard. But a lot of these we wouldn't have seen that often. How on earth do you go you know, assessing a race like that? Yeah, well, you've got lots of old friends, like you say, like the Billaways and the Chris's Dreams and the Secret Investors and Bob and Co., the Storyteller. There's lots of old friends here. Um, I would say that, you know, Vorslet is the best hunter chase this side of, well, both sides of the RFC. Um, for David Christie, who's not been well at the moment, but he's got a very talented horse here and he would take a fair bit of beating, I'd imagine, around 11 to 4 mark. Um, Bitaway hasn't looked his usual self this season, despite winning. It was hard work last time. Um, he was well beaten by Ferns Cross the time before that. He's obviously a stable made of horselet, so they know where they are with him. Um, I can see Chris's dream running really well here. He'd probably be my main selection, particularly if the rain does come. Um, for the De Bromhead team, he ran well in the Gold Cup here. And it's been a great form in Hunter Chases this season, but loves soft ground and has that touch of class. Um, so, look, I think it's probably Forslet and him, but I go on value grounds, I go for Chris's dream each way at 10 to 1. That's the Hunter Chase, and at 4.50 then, we've got two miles, four and a half furlongs for the Mare's Chase, just the nine going to post here, and we've got no hope in this one either, it would appear. Allegory de Vassi, Willie Mullins, she's won four in a row, as they always do. Jeremy's Flames in there for Gavin Cromwell, she's won three out of four as well. Magic Days, Henry de Bromhead. Gordon Elliott's got Revere de Tell. And Ellie Mays in there for Willie Mullins. Nigel Twiston Davis, oh, he's got a runner here. Zambella for Simon Manier with Daryl Jacob on board. She's actually won two out of her last three. And the Irish dominating again, this time with the Mares. Yeah, and Allegory de Vassi looks the obvious one, but there are jumping yeah. question marks over her. And okay. In, in the purview, has, has done nothing wrong one or three this season and looked classy last time. Uh, now owned by JP, so they look the obvious too. Um, I'm not sure Magic Days will stay. Uh, River Detail's got Stamina Dallas too. 
um, and doesn't look the same horse as she was last season. Um, Jeremy's flame was impressive in a weaker race last time. And it's lots of people's kind of each-way selection. Um, look, of the front two, I'd probably side with Impervious, but my main bet in the race would be Pink Legend each way at 50-1. to one. The Venetia Williams finished second um, on a list in last time, but finished second in a um, in this contest 12 months ago. Now, it feels a better race this time around, but she stays. She'll run all the way to the line. I just think 50-1 to one is a massive race because, in essence, you're you're getting 12, 12 and a half to one about um, her being in the three. And I think that's just a, just a really rock solid each way bet. Whether she's good enough or not, but she should give you a good spin. We finish off the festival on Friday at 5.30, two miles, four and a half furlong. The Martin Pike conditional jockeys handicap hurdle with the 22 going to post. Spanish Harlem is going to be the likely favourite here. Well, maybe imagine... Either way, it's an Irish runner again. Willie Mullins with Spanish Harlem has been second twice in a row. Was behind three card brag last time out. So uh, if that one wins, we uh, coming for Spanish Harlem even more. Imagines in there, as I mentioned, was behind Hunter's Yarn. So there could be money for that one too. Cool Survivor is another Gordon Elliott horse in the Jigginstown colours. Uh, Iroco goes for Oliver Greenall with Aidan Kelly on board, a winner of two of his last races. An old favourite, Might Eyes, in the race as well for Harry Fry, who's now a seven-year-old. And Irish Hill goes, having won three in a row now for Paul Nichols. But uh, when you look at Irish Hill, down at 16-1 to for the Nichols horse, the Irish could go 7-0 again on Friday, couldn't they? No, they've got a chance. You can never rule that out. Um, Look, this is a wide-open race. And again, it'll be interesting to see what the ground is come this time of day if the rains actually come and it becomes chewed up the ground then it becomes a real staying test and if it's drawing out it might be a test of speed um there's normally a race that gordon elliott targets because of his association with the pipe team um that's where he kind of learned the ropes of the game uh, i'm a big fan of cool survivor here the gigginstown team um have won this race in the past a couple of times um, probably should have won it with Colin Fire, who crashed out here at the last in the race that Indefatigable wore down pylon. They tend to aim really talented three-mile novice hurdlers um, who aren't quite top-notchers at this race because their stamina comes into play. And particularly the reins around on course survivor has mixed it at grade one level over three miles, but it's got the speed to win over two and a half. I just think it's pretty classy. And he would be a pretty confident selection in the last. He'd be one of my bets of the week, to be honest, course of ever. Um, and any rain would help his chances. Thanks, Bill. Good luck with all of those selections on Friday on Gold Cup Day. And that's all from us for today. We'd like to thank Robert Whaley-Cohen and also Chris Giles for joining us on today's podcast. We'll be back again as usual on Friday as we take our usual look ahead to the weekend including a big race in Hong Kong with our expert there, Wally Pyra. So make sure you join us for that. Uh, Don't forget you can visit the City AM website for all the latest news and horse racing tips and follow the podcast on Apple Tunes, Spotify, Amazon Music and Stitcher to get the latest episodes as soon as they're released. (laughs) 